Um, all right. So Kyle, how do you say your last name? Char- Charlotte? Charlet. Charlet. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. That's fancy. <laughs> cool. Uh, is that, I mean, is that French? Yeah, I'm approximately like a half a percent French, and I think it's all in the last name. <laughs> all right. So, um, welcome to episode, well, I'm not even going to say episode, just by the off chance that this doesn't, this doesn't hit with, coincide with whatever episode that we want. But yeah, uh, welcome back welcome to, to the podcast. Yeah, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, yeah welcome so back. So you just put it in post. Yeah, we're not even going to say the podcast in case the, in case the name of the podcast changes, you know, just say welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. This whole operation just dissolves. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, welcome back. We're here with Kyle Charlet. Is that right? Oh yeah. So we have a we have a special broadcast today. I'm I'm in uh, Silicon Valley Labs, California, and Chris Sales is uh, back in RTP. Um, So I'm here with Kyle, and uh, we got a little bit of a background here for you, Kyle. It's just hopefully this is accurate. I had to. (laughs) We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, So distinguished engineer, right? Yes. Okay. As far as I know. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> when did uh, when did you, that title become a thing? Uh, I think about four years ago. Nice. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, system, uh, distinguished engineer and Z Systems architect responsible for the API economy for Z Systems. Yes. Is that still relatively... Yeah, yeah, that's, it's been going on for three, four years now. Okay, so that's still yeah. that's still current. That's still accurate. yeah, it's still a thing. Okay, yeah. all right. He's a, a UC Davis alum and Stanford grad. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go go whatever the mascot is. <laughs> what are the mascots? Aggies, go. and then and then the tree. Okay, and the tree. Okay, all right. Go sports. Go uh, there we go. He's been with Big Blue since '97, right? Yes, that's correct. So where he first worked on engineering modern engineering modern language languages and tool language and tool solutions. Uh, for clients of IMS. Yep. Right? Okay. Yep. IMS is definitely in my background. Okay. Um, I don't even remember, I don't even remember where I found this stuff. I I, <laughs> I don't know I, where you found it. Yeah, either. That's I, pretty impressive. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm reading it now and I'm thinking, oh, this is this is uh, this is a lot of information. So, um, all right. So up up till now, it, it looks like what you've been doing is uh, architect of the cloud native developer experience for IBM Z. Yeah, that's I, the newest thing. Okay, it's your newest role. Okay, it says your goal is to deliver a platform experience for Z that aligns with the expectations of the experience delivered by public cloud pa- platforms, such as IBM Cloud, and then some other clouds that we don't even yeah, mention. No, the, the other yeah. the other ones. Uh, IBM Cloud, AWS, Azure, and then GCP, which I'm assuming is Google Cloud Platform. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, and your key areas of focus include hybrid, multi-cloud, self-provisioning, enterprise DevOps, and then uh, shift left operations. Yeah, um, those are bas- the basic tenets of okay. the cloud native project okay. that we're all working towards. You're also an international patent holder. <laughs> How did you find this stuff? Yes, oh, I suppose I am. Chris China is and China and United Bloodhound, States, man. right? Is it, are anything. you up to 10 or 12 now? I can't, I can't get the I'm, accurate I'm number. not sure. Yeah. Every now and again, I hear okay. that one of them was, was good enough, I guess, to be uh, international. Yeah. Most I think are just U.S. You may, you may have, you may have heard of them. It's uh, some of these ones. Uh, some of your famous hits include, uh, let me just pick some here. Let's see. Oh, this is a this is a fan favorite apparatus system and method for passing data between an extensible markup language document and a hierarchical da- database. Oh, that's big time. That's <laughs> one of them. Actually, I, I got a I got notification that was actually sold off to Google. Which yeah. one is this? One? I have no idea. Wow. I don't remember. But one of them was sold off to Google, probably because it was so good. Uh, maybe communication and interaction objects for connecting an application to a database database management system. That one sounds. <laughs> I think it was actually was a Java one. I had oh. one that was a pure software patent. And I okay. think that was the one that, that Google bought. So going back to the, the, the things that you're doing now, uh, I think 
what we are here to discuss would fall under self-provisioning, right? Yeah, 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 which, yeah, yeah. I think so. Which would be Ansible. Yeah. I mean, I can go anywhere, but we can talk okay. Ansible. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, so, uh, so I found a high level view of how Ansible works and tell me if you, I'm not, this is a, this is a lot. I'm not going to read all this stuff, but high level view of how Ansible works. Ansible supports the ability to send a shell command in the same way you, uh, in the same way you would issue one over SSH, which is secure shell. It's a cryptographic network protocol for operating network services securely over an uns unsecured network. Um, but Ansible has the ability to do it much more efficiently. And then there's a whole bunch of other words <laughs> after that. Um, Just some words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that accurate? Yeah, yeah. So uh, effectively what Ansible works is you have a, uh, uh, what's called a managed node and then um, a control a, a control node that that can can hit a bunch of, of, of managed nodes. And effectively all it does is what you just described it. You run a playbook, right? Which is a sequence of tasks. And then the, uh, the Ansible engine itself that's running, I'm on the control node, then just does SSH to all of the managed nodes, um, pushes the modules over and executes the modules and then deletes those modules. So each, each uh, target mm -hmm. node or managed node um, doesn't have any evidence that Ansible was even there, right? It comes in, it's does a job and gets out. Okay. Yeah. Chris says it's very clean. Yeah, it is. It is very clean and so, it can do a ton of stuff. So I, uh, if I don't have Ansible, what are my options? Like what, are, what's the current state right now for those that are not using? Yeah. Ansible? So right now, I mean, one of the, the big, um, I guess, uh, values that Ansible provides is it's an orchestrator of orchestrators. Mm. So, you know, when you, when you just look at our, at our Z constituency, um, what what is our what are our orchestrators on ZOS? Well, they're Rec scripts, right? They're JCL jobs, right? They're ZOSMF uh, workflows, right? And Ansible can tap into every single one of those, right? And so, just by virtue of writing a, a very thin Ansible wrapper on top of those, um, you now can automate. We now have the ability to allow our clients to automate their existing automation. So. This play isn't about, hey, you know what? You've been doing for 30 years. Well, let's just toss that aside and do all this new stuff. Mm. Um, it's no, keep that all in play, right? And then let's just, let's ansible it. I'm just uh, making up that term. It's legit. Can we, we can trademark it. <laughs> heard it here first. Yeah, it's heard it here first it, yeah. on, on the podcast. Yeah, the podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can you can put an ansible wrapper around that thing. And then suddenly you're now exposing that, that, that workflow, right? That automation to mm -hmm. the ansible ecosystem. Uh, which is a pretty big deal, right? Okay. It gives you it gives you a lot of good stuff um, out there. So that's one of our obvious plays with our clients is is showing them that. So they're not, you know, not wondering, you know, hey, I've heard about this great new thing, this great new automation uh, capability. What does this mean for my existing capabilities? And, right. it, you know, it doesn't mean you got to throw that away. It means, you know, embrace it. Right. Okay. So right. That's yeah, a that's the thing that uh, that's a, that's the thing that a lot of companies are running up against right now. I don't know how you feel about this, Kyle, but um, when I'm out on site, I hear a lot of things about leveraging existing existing assets of course but now those assets aren't just the software catalog or you know whatever parts of modules and copybooks etc so forth now we're talking about processes and automation and things like that so it sounds like ansible's that's where that fits in in the whole devops life cycle yeah yeah and we're you're absolutely right chris um where uh it's kind of nice i can just say chris and i just i'm, re, I'm, I'm talking to both of you <laughs> it's efficient uh, yes it's very efficient um it's absolutely right right the, i would say that the ansible wheelhouse is largely been um infrastructure as code um so a lot of provisioning uh configuration management um, but they also have um, pretty strong use cases in uh, application deployment, right? Where that also fits into the kind of that whole, you know, DevOps lifecycle, mm -hmm. if you will. 
Um, and several of our clients have expressed interest in, you know, using Ansible for that use case as well. So it's not just a pure provisioning use case. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we need to explore that with our clients. You know, how do we how do we fit that in with, for example, if they're using Urban Code Deploy, right? This isn't a replacement of Urban Code Deploy by no stretch, um, but it's, you know, how, how can those pieces work together? Um, and so that's what we're exploring with our clients now to see what we can do. Um, and even some clients that don't have UCD, you know, they, well, they actually want an Ansible top-down stack for App Deploy. And we got to figure out, okay, does that, does that really make sense in the context of ZOS, right? Or just do pieces of that make sense? So we got to work that through. Um, because, you know, the last thing we want to do is Ansible is the answer to everything because yeah. it just doesn't make any sense, right? So but, we really got to figure it out. So, uh, Ansible, you mentioned Urban Code Deploy. Uh, Ansible and Urban Code Deploy are are um, two pieces to this puzzle. They complement each other. They don't replace, one doesn't replace the other because from what, from what it sounds like and from what I've been reading, Ansible is more um, uh, configuring the your, your playground, right? Your, where, where yeah, you, so the where, provisioning is a big part of that, right? Yeah. Configuration management, but there is a, a, a distinctly separate um, application deploy use case that Ansible mm-hmm. su- supports. But yeah, you, you're absolutely correct, Chris. We're, it's not about, you know, let's replace UCD, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's not that at all. We, we've never envisioned that to be the case, yeah. and we're certainly not going forward with that mentality here. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the last thing we want to do is just rip and replace. Right. right? It's, it's not a good strategy. <laughs> but I mean, urban, urban, code, urban code is... Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's most known for source code management, right? Well, no, it's, it's actually, it works very well with source code management, uh, such as Git, right? Okay. Um, but it's, it's very focused on, on app deployment. Yeah. Um, and, and it's actually, it's actually app deployment through various stages as mm-hmm. well. So to, to, to say UCD is just app deploy is I'm doing a disservice for everyone UCD out there listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a lot more than that. Yeah. Um, so I just want to make that clear. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Sintel, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I, I, uh, I, I found this statement here and I want to, I want to get your take on it. Oh dear. And this was, well, let me back up. So this, this, uh, Ansible on ZOS or within ZOS is not, is not a, um, is not, is not a, a new, is not, is not new. This has been something that's been discussed for quite some time, or it's been, maybe there's been an awareness surrounding it for, for years now. Is so, that- so, so no, I would say, um, the, the opportunity yeah. to advance learning on ZOS has been around for quite some time. Yeah. Ever since we've had Python libraries okay. and even, even pre-Python, you can okay. run Ansible without Python. Um, but I would say it's only been within the last six months yeah. that we've really started, you know, in earnest investing in that on the IBM Z side, right. To really start building out actual, you know, purpose built modules right. specifically for ZOS capabilities. Okay. I have, you, you just, you just made me think of a second question, but <laughs> let me, let me do this first here. All right. So, um, back to, um, finding research from on, from obscure, uh, locations. I wish I could see internet. that piece of paper you're yeah, looking at. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was trade secret. I, yeah, man, it's, <laughs> I, let's just, needless to say, I had to download a, um, uh, a tour browser to, uh, to find this information here. Uh, so let's see, we've got, uh, this is a dark web. Yeah. yeah it's real dark, real dark, like dark side of the moon dark. Um, this is from Lindy. Okay. Uh, on the, uh, uh, listserv with an I or a Y uh, L I N D Y. Okay. This is from Lindy. I found this on a list an IBM, IBM listserv listserv on Google. Okay. Ooh, deep that's, man. That's this old is, school. Yeah. This is from, uh, September, 2016. Okay. All right, and this was in this was in reference to um, ans- the Ansible for ZOS. Um, she says she and I love her salutation. She's or her her sign off. She says best regards. But she says uh, uh, Ansible for ZOS. She says kind of kind of. I'm going to paraphrase because it's 
I don't know if the grammar is all there, but kind of sort of kind of sort of looks like the same thing or what JCL would be if there wasn't the six verb limit. <laughs> Lindy is correct. Okay. So, right. um, JCL okay, is our automation yeah. for, for ZOS. Okay. So right. there, I, so I appreciate that there is humor in that yeah. statement, but I have no idea what any of that means. <laughs> so what's the, so what is she saying there? And is that a big deal? No, I mean, I think it's a big deal for the, for the purpose of, you know, when we talked about earlier, you know, the orchestrator of orchestrators, yeah. right? JCL has been a long standing orchestrator on, on the ZOS platform, mm -hmm. right? The, you know, for, 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 you know, sake of offending many, many longtime Z-ers, <laughs> um, <laughs> not many folks know, I don't know JCL, right? And yeah. I've been at IBM Musa since 1997. Yeah. I, I don't know JCL at all. Um, I can hit a submit button and run mm -hmm. JCL. But if anything happens, anything goes, I can't read it. I mm. mean, maybe, maybe I could read it. I don't know. I haven't even tried. Right. Um, but it's just, it's, it's, not it's that like, hard. You could do it. Okay, sure. sweet. <laughs> but I mean, I couldn't write it. Let's put it that way. I could not write okay. JCL. Um, and, and, and I think it's fair to say that, that JCL is not, I mean, you know, the two esteemed universities that I went to, um, never heard of JCL, mm. right? I, I actually believe I know it stands for job control language. Yep. Um, but Correct. you know, so it, it does what, what ZOS needs it to do. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's, it's certainly not ubiquitous, right? Mm. It's not kind of enterprise binding. Right? right. And so, you know, when, when Lindy squints and says it looks like Ansible, she's right. It does look like Ansible because it's an orchestrator. Okay. Right. And so the beauty with Ansible is that we can tie into that orchestrator on ZOS mm. right? very, very easily without rewriting all that JCL. Okay. Um, so we can get clients right up and running very, very quickly using, using Ansible. Um, f with, for that, for the use case of, of driving JCL. Um, so it is absolutely an accurate statement by her. Um, mm. and now we're actually allowing the capability now to actually run modules on, on Ansible modules on, on, on ZOS as well. So you can, clients are going to have the ability to have a pure top-down Ansible stack top to bottom. Mm, okay. Um, you know, we've heard from some clients that they actually, you know, we've been focusing a lot on, um, you know, when we got all excited about this to say, Hey, you know what? Let's let's focus on on IMS and CICS and DB2 and yeah. MQ and let's really get Ansible running for all of those and you know clients are really excited about that but we've had a few kind of raise their hands and say you know what I got 30 years of automation already in place it's yeah. kind of working pretty well for me I do want to kind of put an Ansible front end on a lot of this stuff but where I really could use some help some really green field for me now are your new solutions that you're delivering for the platform for like ZOS Connect Enterprise Edition you know that's pretty new for us we don't have 30 years of automation because it's been in shop for 6 months yeah. so if you can give us pure ansible greenfield there top to bottom on the stack do that mm. right that's going to help me right away it'll let my z constituency really understand ansible the way ansible is intended to be used yeah right and so we might be shifting gears a little to kind of focus some some in that area yeah. um, because that's more the green field than, hey, how do we integrate existing automation with with an Ansible orchestrator? We can do it. Yeah, right? I mean we're going to do it, um, but we we're also thinking, well, maybe this newer stuff might okay. be might be might provide some more immediate value to our clients. So the uh, ZOS Enterprise or ZOS Connect, the Enterprise Edition is, um, I think, is most known for APIs. That's exactly right? correct. Yep. So <clears throat> how would um, so you're, you're uh, uh, identifying uh, potential areas for APIs, right, within your enterprise with ZOS Connect? Yeah, with ZOS right? Connect, it's a, uh, it's, it started off as a, um, what we call a bottom-up, mm -hmm. right? So code to APIs, you have existing IMIS transactions, existing mm -hmm. Kix transactions. Mm -hmm. Let's API enable those, okay. right, without writing a line of code. Okay. Right. And so that's what that did. A lot of clients to quickly get their foot in the ground, quickly gotcha. get value, no code to write whatsoever. Gotcha. Right. And what that means 
is a lot of times when we say that, what that really means is there's no code lifecycle. There's no need to compile code, deploy code, you know, lifecycle that code. Mm -hmm. And then guess what? I got to redeploy code once I make changes. It's it's purely dynamic configuration, but it was real quick. So clients could quickly see some value and say, hey, you know what? I got this IMS application. I really need an API to get at it because the rest of my enterprise wants to invoke this service and APIs are the way to do it, you know. Um, Now it's transitioning more top down, right? Right. Given an API contract, give me a backend COBOL application, mm-hmm. right? A, a stubbed application in support of that API. So okay. that the team is transitioning to that now. Okay. And, and uh, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but more, more at the macro level, this helps support things like microservices. It will, yeah. right? So these APIs are absolutely, can be a part of microservice pattern applications. Okay. Um, it really is helping our clients with digital transformation in a big way. Okay. Um, and just the, the, the reach of the IMS assets now into the API space, right? Because frankly, you know, when you think about APIs, I know we're going off off on an Ansible tangent, but I think it's no, cool. it's still great. Yeah, <laughs> um, it just shows shows how 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 this one thing connects yeah. to all these other things. Oh, you it know, really this does. Network of all these capabilities. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. it really really does. Um, and so what you can do is is you can go you can go out right now to you know the you know programmableweb.com and you can look at any number of APIs, mm-hmm. right? Hundreds and hundreds and thousands of APIs, and and many of them do the exact same thing, right? Or very very similar things. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean they're all created equal, right? Some might have really garbage response times. Some of those APIs might actually, the end service might actually be down mm-hmm. and, and not operational. I found that to be the case many, many times. Okay. So that's where Z comes to the forefront. It's like, you look at the uptime of Z, you look at the resiliency of Z, you look at the speed of Z. Right. Like our APIs, when they're, you know, as a developer, I go to my developer portal, uh-huh. find the API I want, I subscribe to it, I get the key in secret, I'm off and running, yep. right? They don't know nor care where that API lands, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. But but they do know, but they do care about that API being super darn responsive, yeah. um, and just always up and always available. Yeah. And that's really where Z can shine mm. here, and that's really where a lot of our clients are loving it because they're like, wow, I can build my APIs, yeah. I can put them on my enterprise developer portal, you know, internal or public, right? But all my developers now, they're not the ones that are like saying, I don't want to touch Z, yeah. are now messing with Z. They don't even know, yeah. right? and they love the service that they're getting. Yeah. So that's that's a big part of what what ZOS Connect unlocked, right? From yeah. kind of our own Z API economy in, cool. in a very big way. So you got your developers are like the consumers of Z, but then you have your end users who are the consumers of those applications that people are creating, right? Exactly so right. It's, it's every, you know, it's, yep. it's, yep. everybody's happy. You're absolutely right. Yep. Those developers are using those APIs to build mobile applications yeah. or you know cloud based. What do they want to do? And then yeah. their consumers are just you know. The market, yeah, right. So wow, that's cool. Yeah, it really is cool. Um, it's, right, it's pretty interesting that I mean, it's it feels like Z is kind of unparalleled in its just capacity and reliability and capability, capacity right? and strength, and, man. And, and, it's crazy. And so it's not the hardware that's the limiting factor. It's just, I mean, a- accessing it in a modern way. Is yeah, largely, really largely, we've done a really great job on you know the security, the resiliency, yeah. right? You know and you know, the, the chief security architects are all bought in to mm-hmm. what to what the Z value prop is and, and what we're trying to do with our kind of our cloud native developer experience yeah. play is we we one of the things that we're we don't have yet is a very strong developer ecosystem for the platform. Right. We and that's that's the very intent of offering that cloud native experience that right. we're working after. Right. Ansible is a part of the overall cloud native right. experience. Um, it's in support of it, I should say. Um, and so that's that's really what we're after. If we can capture that developer ecosystem, mm-hmm. right, that's going to be a big deal um, because we just want Z, right? We want 
platforms really are no longer a, a, a development choice, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're a deployment choice, yeah. right? And so we just want Z to be one of those platforms that people can deploy to right. very, very easily. And, and I'll tell you, uh, you know, this is an anecdote. This is actually a, a, a quote <laughs> from uh, one of our clients. Um, it's, it's still relevant today. It was just about a year and a half ago. Um, and, you know, we were espousing the virtues of Java on our platform yeah. and, and those virtues are true. Mm-hmm. I mean, it screams on our platform. We've done so many optimizations for Java. It's, it's, it's very, 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 very mm-hmm. strong. Um, and he said, you know what? I actually am fully bought in to Java on the platform. Mm-hmm. I love Java on ZOS. My problem isn't running Java on ZOS. My problem is getting Java to ZOS. Okay. Right. And, yeah. and it was about that, that CICD pipeline, that building that developer experience yeah. where, where Java deployment and executing Java and running it on ZOS is the same as executing it anywhere else. Yeah. Right. Or deploying anywhere else. And okay. We've done a lot of work on that. So I would say that, that, you know, we've, if, if, if that same character looked today at what we can do for Java and mm-hmm. our CICD and everything we're doing there, I think it'd have a different view, but largely we need more developers to see the value um, and the richness of what we're offering from a DevOps perspective on our platform. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, that's, that's what we need to do, but yeah. it's things like that that make you kind of wise up or not wise up, but just recognize, you know what, we haven't done everything we can for mm-hmm. the developer. Right. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. to say, I love, I want to run it there. I just can't get the darn stuff there. I right. just, you know, it's like, I can't integrate it into my pipeline like I want to. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's really what our cloud native experience. Okay. That's one of the strong points of our cloud native sure. experiences is to really close that, close that gap. Gotcha. Um, I want to go back to something that you said. Um, I just took a note here. You said um, we were talking about Lindy, good old Lindy. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and that was back in 2016. And then you mentioned something that, um, yeah, I mean, Ansible and Z has, there's been discussions surrounding that for, for quite some time, but you said it hasn't really been, it's really only been the last six months or so that um, you've seen uh, or, or that there's been not adoption, but that there's been maybe increased interest in this. Yes. And I want to, I was wondering why, you know, why, why in the last six years, like what changed or, you know, maybe what, what preceded that six months to like, to where we are now? Like, what was it, you know? Honestly, probably luck. Um, yeah. You know, we, you know, s- several of us were kind of looking at what we could do to uh, um, just kind of help, help the provisioning story for, for the platform. Um, and we started, we started looking off at, you know, Chef and Puppet and Ansible. And, and uh, honestly, this, this was right, right about the time that the, so this is about a year ago, right? It was right, you know, at the time where, you know, we were dealing with the Red Hat acquisition, mm-hmm. things like that. And, and the team had, had already kind of looked, looked at Ansible and, and thought it was the clear winner between the three. And then the Red Hat stuff just kind of just, you know, became you know, right. right in our faces. And we're like, well, you know, we already kind of leaned towards Ansible right. and now we got this, let's, let's make Ansible the thing. Yeah. Right. And, uh, we put together, had a small, small group. I mean, about six people mm-hmm. um, here at SVL actually, okay. um, that went off and said, you know, do a little, do a little POC, right. See what yeah. we can do with Ansible today. Um, what can we do to, to, you know, stand up an IMS? Cause you know, the home of IMS is, is, is here in SVL. And so that's what they did. Yeah. Um, and we ended up, um, it's one of the, I mean, I've been here far too long for this to be the first time this happened. <laughs> um, but it was the first thing that really went viral very, very quickly yeah. okay. um, that I ever worked on. I mean, things have, have gained momentum and gained, gained speed and been successful. It didn't, there was no vi- virality to it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a word. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, you know, our, our director, um, uh, she, uh, Skyla, yep, yep, this week. Skyla, um, yep. she went and, uh, pitched it to, uh, had the team pitched to, uh, our VP, Barry Baker. Mm-hmm. Um, 
He liked what he saw quite a bit. Yeah. And uh, he had an opportunity to have a, had a one-on-one with uh, Tom Rosamilia. Okay. Our GM and Tom saw it and said, yeah. What? Whoa. You know, Hey, right. <laughs> and then obviously Ross, right. Yep, <laughs> Ross Mori yep, got, yep. got wind of it and was like, okay, right. I'll yeah. watch, let's get moving. It was like, this all happened seemingly in the matter of like a few weeks. Yeah. And then Jenny tweeted about it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd love to say yes to that one, <laughs> um, but it was fantastic. Like it really went viral yeah. and, and, and viral, not just internally. Then we had uh, the general manager, general manager's advisory council. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the, uh, uh, Ross Mori uh, runs it. Um, okay. It's every six months in, 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 you know, East coast of New York. And, you know, we had, you know, 12 of our, you know, very most influential and very most progressive clients attend. And we gave a little Ansible pitch there. And it, I mean, in, in literally in, in Ross's words, he said, that is the most clear client feedback I have wow. heard in a long time. Right. Wow. Very, very clear feedback of yes, please. Like, wow. you know, so it yeah. was just luck. It wasn't like someone had this genius idea, you know, myself, <laughs> um, it wasn't, it wasn't a genius idea. It was just, you know, let's, let's look at something that maybe that we could do differently. Yeah. Um, and you know, then it just was a, you know, just a perfect storm, I guess, of, you know, we kind of leaned towards Ansible, Red Hat came in, yeah. yes, yes, Ansible, do this. And then boom, it just opened up and mm. that's, and here we are now, yeah. right? And now we're, now we're, we're fun. We got, you know, we got a couple of teams funded, right? We're investing and we're, we're building out, we're building out content. I, I have, I don't even know where I, oh, this is from IBM. We got so <laughs> many documents here that, uh, it's from, it's from a paper talking about Ansible, but this, this is a enterprise Linux seven is what this is. But I think the challenges and the solutions are still very similar. So this is saying that the challenge is deploying programs and configurations across new servers while maintaining existing servers in an enterprise environment poses poses challenges. And it talks about the challenges, but the solution is to automate the deployment and management of servers with appropriately configured automation, 90 to 100% automation as possible, uh, making updates and testing significantly easier and less time consuming. Um, I mean, is that consistent with, with Z, like regular Z? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, we have a lot of environment drift in in Z between, you know, dev, you know, uh, you know, test environments, development environments Mm -hmm. and production environments. And, and our clients struggle with that environment drift. Right. And and Ansible is a way if you can automate that. Right. um, And then automate against that. Right. Yeah. When something happens in your environment, something goes wrong mm-hmm. in your environment, you can kick off Ansible playbooks to go ahead and fix that. Okay. And, then, and then harmonize that with what you think your your certifiable state, certifiable, yeah. your certified right. state should, yeah. should actually be. Right. And okay. so that's, that's one of the. So Ansible, when we talk, you know, we, you know, I even said it earlier, like it's it's main wheelhouse is provisioning. And it is, but it wasn't just, oh, let me stand this thing up. Let right. me let me bring up an instance of, of the CICS. Yeah. It's also about when something goes wrong in that instance, like mm-hmm. something goes awry, right? Yeah. Then Ansible can come in and actually fix it and address it and get it back to its its the state that it's supposed to be sure. at, right? Okay. And so that's again, it's about maintaining yeah. that 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 configuration of, of, of your system. I, I think Ansible's cool because it seems like it um, is relevant to a lot of these different, a lot of different personas, yes. right? So developers, um, systems programmers, um, IT managers, right? Um, but I would say like at the practitioner level, um, it could be a little like anxiety inducing because as like a systems programmer, um, Ansible's doing a lot of the things that like me, I would be required to do, right? So, I could, I could understand if there were objections from people, you know, that are on the front lines thinking like, I don't want to bring this in because it's making my job obsolete. So like, how would, how would you get around that? Like for, for those types of people that are, are, are going to be taking what they do and putting it into Ansible, like, like 
obviously it's, they can do better things with their time, but like, what are those things that they could be doing to fill in the time that they otherwise would be doing? Yeah. That's, a, that's kind of the, I mean, it's a managing Ansible. <laughs> well, I clearly managing Ansible, but you, you're saving a lot of time. You have a lot more time in your day to do stuff. Like what could you do? Yeah. And so I imagine what, not what I imagine, what, 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 you know, the answer that you said is, is kind of that, that, that answer that we always give, but it's actually true. Right. I mean, yeah. You know, obviously there's the producers and the consumers, right? Yeah. So there's the producers of, of the Ansible playbooks, mm-hmm. right? To, to drive that automation. And certainly the system programmers would be the producers of that automation. Yeah. And, and as Chris just said, you know, the curation of that automation and the additional things that you need to do to get that, to get that, you know, managed, if you will. Um, but yeah, you know, there's always that thing about, well, you know, you automate someone's job away, right? But yeah. but then when you, when, you know, the answer you gave was, well, you can now focus on other things, right? Yeah. And you ask the question, well, what are those other things? Well, those, those other things really are bringing in new solutions into their enterprise, mm-hmm. right? As opposed to, I don't have time to enable this feature right. of, of IMS. Like, I really want to enable the IMS catalog. Mm-hmm. It's this brand new feature. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I really want to enable that feature. But guess what? I'm spending all of my time doing all of this manual process. Mm-hmm. So I don't have time to actually innovate on my side and just bring in a new solution, right. test it and roll it out to my, my, my development community. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the, those are the kinds of things they get to do now. Okay. Right. They get to actually bring in those new features and functions and solutions yeah. and actually curate those and get those production ready. Okay. And we're struggling a lot with our system programmers because they just frankly don't have the time for that. Oh, so, but once I, once I get to that, once I get that thing, I'm innovating to that, that, that final state where it's deliverable, I can roll that back up into Ansible. Right. Oh yeah. And then I can move on to the next thing. Yeah. So, Exactly. It, it, so all the way up to your C-suite, they're happy because, hey, we're we're ensuring that the business stays competitive. We're making money. We're keeping save costs down, right? Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, oh, no, it, you're right. it, it all kind of connects. When you look at, no, I, I certainly don't have any numbers, so I'll just make this up. Um, but I know from my experience with some of the solutions I've worked on, yeah. there are so many features that are just still on the shelf. Yeah. And when we talk to system programmers about it, they're like, oh, I've always wanted to get to that. Yeah. Always wanted to get to that. Oh, that always, wow. And they just haven't had the time and, and they're getting pushed from the top. Yeah. It's not just bottom up stuff. I mean, their developers are saying, I need this. Yeah. I need this function. Like I can't deliver it because I'm off doing all this manual stuff. But they can do it on the things that they're trying to innovate. They can yeah. do that manual stuff, you know, right. so they, exactly. they still get their fix, yeah. you know? That's and a then, good point. I'm going right? to use that. I'm serious. Like you, you, you're like, you get your fix, work on the manual <laughs> yes. stuff. And once you, you get to a point, you can put it into Ansible and then you just do the next thing, you know? Like so you get that. that, you get that. That's actually get, really cool. <laughs> go, you know, go, go automate this thing, yeah. manually do this, please. Yeah, right? Get that fix. It's like the yeah. best of both worlds, yeah. you know. If I heard that as a systems programmer, I'd be I'd be loving <laughs> hey, Dad, that. So, I can, I can yeah. do something else manually. <laughs> yeah. So you heard it here. Ninety-five uh, percent of systems programmers <laughs> and seventy-five percent of enterprises have three quarters of their shelves full of enter- of things they want to innovate, uh, and Ansible can help with ninety-nine point nine 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 percent of that. That's those numbers <laughs> add up. They add up. So well, um, let's. This is this is off script, but I mean. There was a script. Yeah, there was. There were loosely scripts. But is there anything that? No, um, this is never. None of this is scripted. Of course. <laughs> is it, just, just read the teleprompter. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, what uh, you know? What um, what kind of things do you want to, to to say that we didn't already discuss? I mean, are there? Uh, are are you looking for? 
like sponsor users? Is there a Git repo? Uh, is there, you know, something on Stack Overflow or I don't know, IBM developer mainframe site? I don't know. I mean, I'm just kind of throwing. We're things, giving you free you know, license like, to <laughs> shout out. Pretty much. Know, like, what do you need want. help with, or what do you want to see more of? Yeah. Ansible. So we have like, calls we got, to action. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we have a a very fair. I mean, we got a good amount of like I mentioned, the client interest is is, yeah. is off the charts. So we have good amount of uh, external sponsor users. Okay. Um, internally, you know, we could use some more, yeah. right? So if anyone is interested in, in helping us, like, so we got like GTS okay. for one has shown some significant interests in, yeah. in Ansible. So we are working with them Cool, and that's awesome, right? Because, you know, it's, it, it's, it's always great working with our clients and yeah. that's probably, you know, if I had to choose, it would be clients first. Um, yeah. I think anyone would, would, would argue that's probably the better approach. Um, but I think internally with, with within IBM, I think it's great if folks want to actually come in and and help us understand and prioritize the things that we need to deliver yeah. um, would be very, very helpful. Okay. Because um, again, a lot of clients, you kind of got to take what they say with a grain of salt, right? Sure. I mean, because, you know, they're going to want to prioritize exactly what they want, um, yeah. you know, and, and I guess probably the same for internal IBMers as well. Well, it's, but an, it's, it's an N of one, which is <laughs> highly variable, <laughs> yes. right? You know, any given day, you're going to get yep. you know, both ends of the spectrum of what, what they want. Exactly, know? exactly. So. Um, but we are, I will tell you, we're looking for, um, def, definitely looking for um, the the app deploy use cases, okay. right? So if anyone has any experience with, with Ansible for that, yeah. Um, we could really use that okay. experience because we're trying to get that from our clients now. Yeah. Like certainly we can go online and, and, and grab Ansible modules to do app deploy. Right. Mm -hmm. Sure. That's, that's easy. But is that really the way they would want to do it on Z? Right. right? Would they really want to use that module where they, where they want something more tailored and more custom yeah. for the ZOS processes okay. that might be a little bit different. Um, so I would love to get, get any feedback okay. we could on app deploy use cases. Okay. For, for cool. Ansible. Sounds like what you're saying is that, uh, the GTS developers are like your customers. They are right. Ab absolutely. They so are. I guess even if you, even if you work with, uh, like these internal clients, ultimately it's going to help our external clients. Oh, you better right? believe it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. So GTS, um, if you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they are. I mean, who isn't yeah. listening? <laughs> um, what else? Anything else? Oh man. Put me on the spot. I don't um, know. Yeah, we do, we do have uh, we do have a Git repo. Right. Okay. So I, I can't, I don't know what off the top of my head. Um, well, we'll, but we, we'll, we'll make a little blog post oh, and we'll put it in there. Sweet. Okay, we, good. I'll, we I'll, do a little blog post. We'll, awesome. We'll do that. Yeah. yeah. I'll give you the info there. Okay. So anyone that's interested, uh, it'll onboard them very, okay. very quickly. What's the, uh, uh, hold on. Let me see if I can find it here. I got this, uh, it's a, I call it a computer. <laughs> um, if you go to the, uh, the, witchcraft uh, on Slack, if you go to the, what is it? The ZOS Ansible core dev Slack channel. It's actually pinned in that channel. Oh geez, <laughs> you're, you're, this is that's way too high tech for me here. Yeah, I know Slack, uh, Slack is difficult for many. I'm just gonna type in Git Z Ansible. Oh, see you're going what, big time. Let's see. Uh, well, it's IBM Git. Unless you're going, uh, so make sure you go to the IBM. It's good. They're, they're going to put it in a public repo. Oh, so it's okay. Yeah, but right so, now so this it's, is for uh, this is for our internal people. Then yeah, right now it's internal Git. Okay. We are going public though. Okay. When would we be doing that? I say we like I have a part in this. End of end of, uh, end of January. End of this month. Okay. All right. Yep. yep. All right, oh, folks. Nice. Excellent. That's All right, ladies and germs, look out for the Git repo <laughs> end of this month. He's or been trying to work. Or end of, I, I should say end of January because I think this is actually going to air <laughs> sometime in February. So, um, all right. So we got um, GTS. Be on the lookout for the uh, external Z yep. repo. Yeah, we're going to put some stuff in Galaxy. 
So the Galaxy is Ansible's uh, open source okay. uh, repo okay, for, cool. for Ansible modules. So that's, nice. you can see some modules rolling out to Galaxy. Yeah. Um, we also, we're going to work with Red Hat. We're going to actually have certified content in the Ansible Automation Hub. Oh, cool. Yep. Yep. Okay. So we're starting with Galaxy because that's yeah. the open source, yep. right? Anyone goes in there. Yep. Um, and then we're working with Red Hat for the, the, the certification is pretty simple. Okay. Um, but we want to make sure we get good usage out in yeah. you know, Galaxy with our sponsor users yeah. before we actually transition from Galaxy into okay. the Ansible Automation Hub. But that's, we're going to see when those two locations, which is where anybody use, doing Ansible, that's where they look, yeah. right? So we thought, I mean, we didn't really think. Other people kind of asked us, oh, should we put it here or there? And yeah. that's where IBMers go to get their things yeah. or IBM clients go to get their things. But this is an Ansible play, pure, pure, pure and simple. Right. So we have to put things where the Ansible community goes and looks. Yeah. And you know what? Guess what? If that doesn't work for IBM Z, then we'll put it where IBM Z clients sure. are going to yeah. go look. So we're not we're not hard-headed about it, yeah. but we we want to be do right by the community yeah. and, and put things where the community expects it to be, uh, at that's least smart. initially. Yeah, it's smart. All right. So Galaxy um, certification, anything else? No, those are two. I mean, just start looking at, you know, and again, content's going to be rolling, right? Yeah. We have, oh my goodness, the roadmap for this stuff is, is, is going to be months and months and months in the making here. Mm. Um, there's a, there's a lot that we need to deliver, right? And we're starting yeah. with very basic building blocks, right? Um, okay. So what we're calling the core Ansible modules, right? Basic stuff like, you know, allocated data set, Right. You know, copy a data set, yeah. um, submit a JCL job. Right. Um, get get the output from the spool. Right. So basic core modules. Okay. That's not the story, though. Right. So clients will start seeing those. Yeah. And the, our clients are seeing those. Galaxy will start seeing those. The story is going to be modules or playbooks. Right. That actually do something with those core modules. Mm -hmm. So what we mentioned earlier to actually stand up and provision an IMS control region, yeah. stand up provision, I'm dependent region, stand up and provision a kicks region, yeah. right? That's the story is how do we get those happen or how do we get those, those moving along now underneath that, these core modules that we're developing are going to be in support of that larger story. Mm. But just to throw a bunch of Lego pieces out and say, build whatever the heck you want, yeah. that's not going to go to, yeah. you know, we, we need a story, we need context, sure. right? And so that context is called collections. Um, so Ansible has a sequence of collections that you can in in in, in the uh, automation okay. hub and in Galaxy, and, and so we actually have a a a blessed name. It's going to be the um, Red Hat certified Ansible content for IBM Z, right? Okay. So that's that's the name, the overarching umbrella for this. Um, within that, you're going to see a number of collections that come out. So you're going to see, you know, an IMS collection, a CICS collection, a DB2 collection, a ZOS Connect Enterprise Edition collection. Okay. Within these collections, going to be a whole suite of playbooks and modules mm. in support of that. Okay. Of that piece of, of of software. Okay. And so that's why there's a long roadmap here because we have to build out all these sure. collections with all these playbooks and roles and modules and and work with our sponsor users. Get feedback. Yeah. Get feedback. And, yep, and Okay. But all those collections are going to be rolling out, which is a really great way to kind of just really to put the context around what this collection offers. Okay. And so I, a lot of that's coming down. That's cool. I, I saw collections and I was, it's, it's, I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you, I saw it in the research. I was like, oh, collections, that's interesting. So, so quick question, sort of all, again, off script, um, Ansible on the Z trial platform. Is that something? Yes. Number one, are you from? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, any plans for Z trial? Oh my God, Chris, were you just gonna were you just gonna ask me if I was familiar with Z trial? 
Yeah, I was. That's why I'm glad you stopped me or I stopped myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, good. Um, So yeah, the answer to your question is yes. Um, We're going to be putting this stuff out in Z trial. Um, That's, that's, I mean, obviously that's a great way to get that, get that market feedback. And really, you know, instead of, you know, it's one thing to work with sponsors, sponsor users, but it's one thing to just be out there in an open beta platform. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we are going to be putting together some, some scenarios for, for Z trial. And uh, doing some ansible work out there, so, so do you have anybody a, can get get in touch. Excellent. With that. Do you have excellent, a um, excellent estimated? Do you have a, a, a TB or do you have an arrival estimated arrival for? I know it's it's a <clears throat> it's kind of a Herculean effort to get something on Z trial because of all the it is. you know all the all the players and you right. Know, uh, so, right. So I'm, we're, let's put it this way. We're still, we're still working to get open shift out in Z trial. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, but, but Ansible is, is arguably easier to get out there than, than open shift, certainly. Um, but you know, not this quarter, um, not this within the next quarter. So the, the team, we just finished our, our planning for, for our project, for our cloud native mm-hmm. experience. Um, um, and, and so this next program increment, which is basically a series of sprints, right. Over mm-hmm. the course of the next, the next, uh, uh, next quarter, um, is, does not have the allocation, um, to, to be able to put, uh, Ansible and energy trial. Yeah. I'd look for it after that though. Okay. I'd look for it in the following quarter. So we're, Oh wow. That's still really quick cool. though. Yeah. We're hoping, right. Yeah. That's so, yeah. super fast. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, not signing the Z trial team up for this, right. <laughs> but we're going to be working with that, that constituency, the team within our Project okay. and support a Z trial, okay. right? So we're going to hopefully get some get some work in the not this quarter, but the following quarter. Uh, alternatively, you could do what most uh, most sales and marketing do, in most organizations is just promise to deliver a yes. thing that hasn't been created yet. <laughs> Talk to the developers, say, "Hey, listen, I did this thing. <laughs> Can you make this happen?" Be you like the, the Chris has made me commit. Yeah. So I mean, I. <laughs> I could just sit back and you could say whatever you want. We can make it here to here. March 24th. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, all right. So any words of advice, words of wisdom? I mean, you've been in the business for. Thanks a lot. Almost as long as I've been alive. No, I'm kidding. I'm not that young. He'll, he'll learn eventually. He'll, but just, what do you got? What do you got? What is, what, you know, talk to, if, Hey, just imagine that I'm a young Kyle and you're talking to yourself and (laughs) what would you say to young Kyle? Wait, where's advice about what? I don't know. Just, just the industry, you know, just, uh, you know, just say young Kyle. Hey, Hey, old Kyle, what's up? (laughs) Exactly. Hey, old Uh, Kyle, I got a question for you. What's your question? What should I do, man? <laughs> I think the biggest thing, honestly, is uh, I've had a blast just uh, being lucky enough to, to to not allow myself to be pigeonholed into one space. Okay. Um, that's because not that people will try to pigeonhole you, but it's really easy to wake up a few years later and be mm-hmm. like, I've been doing the same thing for oh, four okay. or five years. It's, yeah. it's really easy to do that because if, you, if you're good at what you do, people want you to do more of it. Of course. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I would say to uh, my younger Kyle. Um, to, to definitely, uh, be sure to just, if something, something sparks your interest, go off and, and, and look into it. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's, again, that's how this Ansible stuff happened. Right. So a lot of the stuff happened with building, you know, we, we built a JDBC driver for our hierarchical database, right? Who would have thought JDBC would fit with hierarchical, right? Nobody did, but it did and it works and clients love it. Right. Okay. And so just things like that. Yeah. And, and I think one of the virtues of, you know, everybody bags on, you know, working at big companies sometimes. Right. But well, the virtues of a big company is you can do stuff like that. Okay, right. Cool. You 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 have the the flexibility and the control to say, you know what, this is going to help the business and it's something new. And you pitch it, and by and large, I've found people to be pretty receptive yeah. to, to that type of of mode of operation. So that's cool. So I'd say, right, okay. just just you know, try new stuff. It, sometimes it works. Thanks, old Kyle. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Karis, you got anything? 
What are you thinking? I'm I'm good. I just want to say, Kyle, thank you. We appreciate you coming on the podcast and uh, you know talking Ansible and sharing knowledge from old Kyle to n- <laughs> new or young. Which are we going with? Uh, old, young Kyle? I don't know. Maybe just younger. Yeah, younger Kyle. Sure, because <laughs> yeah. that sure, could be like sure, a week sure. or a day. <laughs> no, I appreciate you guys. I mean, it's, it's been a lot of fun. A lot of yeah. I was yeah, I was uh, a little nervous this morning. I'm like, I'm not sure what's gonna happen here, but you guys, you guys <laughs> made it real smooth and simple. So, uh, well, cool. Well, thanks, Kyle. I think we'll uh, end it here, and then um, yeah. Get you out of here. Sounds good. Thanks Thanks a bunch, guys. Thanks, Thanks, man. (laughs) Bye-bye.